The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. All right, everybody, welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Talon Jenkins. Joe, we're their hosts. We got Ryan Gilbert and Joel Meyer. Gentlemen, how the hell are we doing tonight? Doing good. I had a big uh, overtime comeback win for my Florida Claude Giroux. So that started the night right. We got a uh, the Avs sweep. We got a bunch of great hockey games here coming up on Tuesday. A bunch of tied series. So it should, should be more exciting hockey coming up. Wow, we just finished the the Predators off. You know, I'm fucking hammered because that's what happens when I watch Avalanche games. It's the only way I can handle the nerves, even when we're up three nothing in the series. But all's well that ends well. So uh, instead of celebrating it, I gotta talk to you, monks. <laughs> uh yeah, I'm with there. You know, I, uh, all things hockey aside, I had a pretty good weekend when it came to race and I hit on NASCAR and hit on F1. Only thing I didn't hit was the fucking Kentucky Derby, but uh, I don't think anybody hit on that. That was pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, man, you know, obviously it'd be better if my Leafs had a better night the other day, but what can you do? Um, all right. That'd be said, everybody go check out the sports gambling podcast network website, man. That's the place to be. They got all tons of shows, uh, all tons of information too, dude. There's NBA playoffs are still rocking and rolling. USFL is kicking off sick, big golf tournament coming up this weekend. We got another major, uh, fuck what else is going on, man. NASCAR is ripping everything, dude. Obviously NHL playoffs are on the go. So by the way. Go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. That's the place to be. Uh, as well, shout out to all our friends and pals in the Slack group. It's been popping off. Obviously, playoff time. It's always good to see it boosting. We had like 170 people in there, man. I didn't even notice, right? But uh, uh, if you're not in the fucking Slack group, get your ass in the Slack group, man. It doesn't cost you anything. It's always been a good time. So shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Slack. Yeah, so Slack, Slack's been amazing throughout the playoffs. I expect it to continue to be so. And uh, yeah, make sure you subscribe to the Hockey Gambling Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. Make sure you get the uh, podcast first when it hits your feed. If that's on Apple, you can go to sg.pn slash hockey. Spotify is sg.pn slash hockey s. And leave us a five-star rating and review. And also uh, follow us on Twitter at Hockey SGPN. Our uh, intern has been going back and forth with Talon a little bit there. So some entertaining, entertaining stuff there. Yeah, we're going to fire that fucking intern, all right? <laughs> uh, all right, we'll move down to our Antonio News discussion. We've had a, you know, it's playoffs, right? So there's definitely shitloads to talk about. Obviously, you know, it's the best time of the year when it comes to fucking the NHL, right? So there's a, it's been a little bit of a controversy, though, if it goes into refing. We'll toss this one over to Jolie. Jolie, what's your take on the NHL refs here, bud? Oh, I've got more than a take, boys. I've got a fucking essay here. I wrote this when I was at work, all right? I want to make sure that I wrote it all down because I got all the thoughts and I didn't want to miss anything. Got okay, paid so here... to do it. <laughs> exactly. So here it goes. So, boys, I'm here to speak on the state of hockey in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Now, I am the last person to complain about officiating. To me, it is about as random as the way the puck bounces. It's just a part of the game, right? However, 
it is clear that there is a general directive coming down from the league to the refs to call the game as strictly as possible, which is good for goofs like fucking Christopher Stieg and the Twitter twats who don't understand the greatness of the sport, but bad for everyone who does. Most of them watch more fucking highlight packs than full games anyway. The greatness of the sport is not so much about the skill, but the strength, the physical and mental strength of its athletes. It's about a team imposing its superiority over another. And that starts with hardest, with a will to conquest, which shows up by physically <laughs> bullying, dominating the other team. By calling every little thing, these refs are discouraging the violence that makes hockey so appealing. We get to appease the McDavid's of the league, the fancy bucks, and enjoy the crazy shit that they do. But we lose the warfare that creates intense rivalries and the sports hate that make these games seem so important, like left and life and death contests. Hockey is supposed to be mostly five <laughs> on five, right? That's what it is, with the occasional five on four. Okay. But now we see more power plays and four on four time than five on five, which takes away so much from these playoff matchups. It also makes for a lot of blowout wins. Uh, that was a turn page. You you turned the page there. I heard that. No, man. I fucking wrote this down on my quick memo here on my, uh, my Android phone. All right. I'm just scrolling down. Okay. Yeah. It also makes for a lot of these fucking blowout wins, ruining the suspense of third periods and overtimes. There's just a lot less of that tension that we normally get in the playoffs. Part of it has to do with teams playing more offensively oriented styles of hockey, whatever, than we're used to in the playoffs. But the amount of five and four, five on three time we're seeing is making it worse. It's ludicrous. Anyway, these games are still fun. I'm not taking away from that. It's still fucking hockey, man. We're, we're enjoying these games. Uh, but I can't help but feel ripped off so far. Hopefully things cool down in the second round. You know, today today was a little bit better. You know, there, there was only one game I had serious complaints about. That uh, Panthers-Capitals game was a little ridiculous. Uh, but, uh, yeah, finally, this is a gambling show, so I have to tie this rant into some gambling point. I've been betting over one and a half power play goals in every game, plus money for uh, since about Thursday, I think. And uh, every night except for tonight has been profitable. So uh, if you can find a book, not every book has it, but uh, bet these over one and a half power play goals in these games until it slows down because uh, you only need to, to hit two of four if it's a four-game slate to be profitable, right? So, uh, yeah, I started doing it as a form of financial compensation or a hedge for the officials robbing us of proper hockey. <laughs> And I'll keep doing it until the prices adjust or until the refs start letting these fucking soldiers do their thing. That's it. That's all I got. What do you guys think? All right. All right. Yeah. There give him a round yeah. of applause. You deserve yeah. I've, I've, I've known you for a couple of months now, buddy, since we started the show, and I've never seen you put that much effort into fucking anything before. So well deserved. I'm efficient. Okay. Uh, that's impressive. Yeah. I'm looking here at which teams have the most power play time per game. And it should be Talon here complaining about it the most. You had Lightning at nine minutes a game. Leafs right there at 746. Abs That's only the worst six... series. They're calling friggin' everything in that. Those oh, Abs guys. only six. The Lightning are worse off than the Leafs because the Leafs have the better special teams. Yeah, but yeah, and you were saying betting the uh, over one and a half power play goals. That that's been great. I, I've been doing that with you. Thanks for pointing that out. That's been very profitable. It should have been tonight too, with how they called the Panthers Capitals game. What the Panthers have like five straight power plays in the second period, just trading them back and forth. Ridiculous. Then they score when the goalie's pulled, which is basically a power play, but it doesn't count as one for a bet. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's true. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, you made a great point. Take take advantage of it while the market is there. If the market is not offered in your book, maybe look at some power play point overs for some guys on the on the top unit, especially if they're at plus odds as well. Yeah, we have to take advantage of it somehow because I, I like how you have the uh, your your hedge against the refs because like that's like an emotional 
hedge or emotional insurance bet that I'm, I might make in the future on the Penguins here. So I, I like everything you had to say there, Joel. That was a great speech. There's nothing you said that's not to like, man. You hit the fucking hammer on the head or the nail on the head, obviously. Um, what it comes down to, dude, like that's the beauty thing about the fucking NHL playoffs, right? Like, it's a it's supposed to be a gritty part of the year. Now, some people will complain and bitch about it and be like, oh, you know, that's not how if you literally have to change the rules in playoff time, then you're doing something wrong. Well, fuck that, dude. That that's a neon. That's kind of a niche that's cool about our sport. You know, the shit that we fucking love. When it's playoff time, it's time to fucking rise up. It's time to play hard. And there's no bitching about shit. There's no fucking complaining because I'm hurt or because there was no call. There's no fucking excuses, man. You see it first thing and fucking I go to work with a bunch of old fucking Leaf fans and you know there'll be one there'll be a loss and I'll be like, oh the refs fucked us. The refs fucked. Fuck that, dude. You fucked yourself, all right. You said it. Tampa has the most penalties out of anybody in this fucking playoffs so far and the Leafs are behind by about a minute and a half or some shit like that it doesn't fucking matter it's no goddamn excuse all right so yeah it sucks to see what's happening to the game because playoffs are supposed to be physical it's supposed to be gritty that's the kind of hockey I grew up liking and that's the kind of hockey I like to fucking watch now so the fact that they're doing this sucks now like you said take advantage of it bet power play goals over apparently you're making lots of money on that that makes sense right like if, if they're gonna fuck us might as well make some money for it but I mean it's it's a double-edged sword here, right? Like, if it's going to happen, you can't bitch about it. But obviously, if you had a choice, you'd rather see it not happen, you know? So, I don't know. It, it's, a, it's a pussy excuse if you're going to use that as an excuse. But, like, you're definitely right with everything you said there, Joel. I'm right with you, man. I was pissed in, in the Panthers game because I bet on them. I'm rooting for them. It's when when on the Oshie's. Well, no, because that's off goal. Oshie hit Bennett. Like, how are they going to let all the ticky tack stuff? They're going to call that and then let, let the let the high hit go for a goal. It's just it's yeah. just it's call it consistently throughout throughout the game. That's it. Like, if you're going to pick and choose, you know, at least be consistent with what you do. You know, so that that's fair too, Ryan. Man, you're it's a good point. Um, boys, is that it for officiating? Are we good? Joel, do you have another page that you want to read off here or what? <laughs> well, I saw Ryan just put something new in the uh, discussion thing. I might have another rant for that one. <laughs> okay, okay. We can break along to this one. Fucking, uh, I heard a lot of big words there. Let's see if we hear them on this one here. Joel, we're going back to you. Goaltender interference slash challenges in the playoffs. We've had a couple so far. A couple big game changers too here. What do you think there, fella? Well, I just said about how the officiating is like, it's random, like the bounce of the puck. Well, that's exactly what goalie interference is. I don't have much else to say about this. I was lying about a rant. It's just, I don't give a shit about this. No, no, no. You got a rant. Yeah, but this one time, let it go from the heart. Don't let it go from the notes. All right. Well, I'm just totally against video review, okay? Just yes. Fuck, fuck, fuck video review. It makes you like celebrate twice or makes you heart. You don't know whether to celebrate a goal. Because uh, it can always be a challenge and all that shit. It's Why are the refs to... even there if they're just going to fucking review exactly. everything they call in the, the first call place? The ice. It's worse in soccer because there's fucking VAR, they call it. It's all in all the time. But in hockey, it's bad, too. With all these, uh, The goalie interference is worse. Offside is bad, too. The only thing that they should review is if the puck is in the fucking net. That's the only thing that's truly that matters. Like, even the offside, it could be objective. But the guy's, like, fucking one inch off the blue line, all of a sudden, the cast is a goal. No, it, that's that's the letter of the law rather than the spirit of the law. The spirit of the law is that Ooh. the guy can't be like fucking way offside, right? Okay, we get that. The ref can see that, uh, and and obviously that would make make it unfair. But uh, to challenge the stuff and reverse the goal just because the guy was one inch on one side of the ice rather than the other, uh, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Uh, 
let the fans celebrate a goal knowing that they scored rather than two minutes later having it called back. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That, okay. that is something that is something I've noticed myself doing with there's a goal score. I'm like, okay, are they going to review it for goal interference, offside, if it was touched with a high stick? Like you got to make give yourself a second, make sure the refs aren't aren't convening before before celebrating fully. Or if it's against your team, you're holding out that hope that maybe okay, maybe something happened. But the point I wanted to make here is that I saw Charles Barkley brought it up on the animation show tonight. I saw it on Twitter a few nights ago. That they should just if goalie if they're gonna do this with goalie interference and make coaches use their challenge, which if they fail costs them a power play, that's completely unfair to the coach because they're making them challenge it because you don't know what's gonna happen. So if it's close, they should challenge it no matter what, like the NFL does with all scoring plays. Give it like a minute clock, maybe even thirty seconds. If you if you see something to change it, change it. If not, let carry on. That's yeah. it. And you can I saw that take... segment too. And then two minutes later, he pointed out <laughs> the jugs behind the uh, the girl behind uh, Rick Bonus. <laughs> I didn't take a long time. <laughs> like, oh, you mean Coach Boner? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I'm I'm with Ryan there, but I'll even go a little step forward, man. Like obviously with the NHL, you know, there's times where obviously it's a concise goal. You don't have to do that. But for whatever reason, if it's close, yeah. Give them a fucking minute to just do like an NHL review, you know, like like you said, how the NFL does it. All scoring plays are reviewed and shit like that. Like that's the smartest way to do it. Now, you don't need to review it if fucking, I don't know, if when Nathan McKinnon goes fucking bar down from the top of the slot. Yeah, you don't need to review that, obviously. Right. But like if there's a close thing, have a review player. Don't make the fucking coaches actually risk, you know, risking a timeout, which could be and even a penalty, too, because you lose both if you get it wrong. Uh, in a vital fucking time of the game. So that's absolutely ridiculous. Um, although touching on what Joel said too. Dude, if you're fucking reviewing an offside on a goal and it happened fucking like a minute and 15 seconds before the goal is even scored, that's absolutely asinine, man. Like you're out of your world if you think that that's absolutely okay. Who cares, dude? Like you have the refs there. They're there to do a job. If you're not going to let them do the job, why the fuck are they even there to begin with? All right? Like. Yeah, you want to review it, okay, certain things to review as long as the puck's in the net. But all this offside shit, that's just such a joke. And you know what I hate the most about it? Now, anytime there's a goal, you look to the bench, what do you see? The head coach looking down at a fucking iPod with his trainer in his ear, or not an iPod, uh, what do you yeah, call it, an iPad. Video <laughs> coaches now do the whole thing, right? It's, yep. it's bullshit, Stupid right? guy's paid to do this shit. Yeah, so they're just looking at it, like, I want to see the reaction, I want to see who's pissed at, I want to see, you know... If he's getting mad, if he's getting fired up, that's what coaches should do, right? But now every time you see them, there's a goal, the first thing you do, they're looking down. They're, it looks like they're looking at their dicks. Like, get the get out of here. It's bullshit. Like, it's stupid. And to me, that's instead, not okay. Instead of having teams, like, hire all those video coaches to be on top of reviews, just have the league hire a, few, exactly. a guy. Put, put a guy on every game. Have him watch it. If anything happens, it happens. Yeah, offside is off. I remember it must have been during the end of the regular season, like the announcer said, oh, oh, a player went in the zone, but he thought it may have been offside, so he circled back and didn't want to score in case they were offside by a little bit, even that's though it didn't, didn't impact the play. So, like, offside, it's it's it. that's complete bullshit, the, the reviews there. I remember back in 2012, Danny Breer scored. He was clearly offside. Luckily, back then, there was no video review. But, yeah, it's just... They should review goal interference, all goals, and then offside only if you really see it on the ice or if it's blatant. It's all Matt Duchesne's no, fault. No, no. Eliminate all reviews. People were happy before this. Uh, maybe they got mad. <laughs> they they still get mad now. They, they still get mad now. Like Even after we got all those review shit, they're still complaining about what the call. 
I would rather I would rather them make a mistake and us as fans know it was a mistake. Yeah. Even if it's the worst thing, like, even if it fucks my team, then have to do this every exactly. day. It, it balances every... out over the course of the season anyway, right? You know yes, me? man. Now we say this and like the Stanley Cup winning goal is gonna be off Saturday, <laughs> so we're all gonna be pissed off, right? But but that's the fucking risk you take, man. So yeah. Pick a, pick a side and stand by your guns, dude. Like, that's what it comes down to. And I think we're all at a consensus here when it comes to I lost to that. a lot of money. I remember on the, the New Orleans Saints with that. Uh, oh, the pass interference call? Yeah, I lost a lot of money on there. But you yeah, know what? Yeah, yeah. I'm sticking my guns. Do not review that. And uh, they wanted to review that the next season, and it was a complete shambles. So uh, point, point proven there. Fair enough, man. Uh, all right, guys, we we'll move down here. This news just came out today at the time of recording. The, I guess not at the time of recording, but earlier in the morning, afternoon shit. Lula Morello, I guess he just hates good coaches. Uh, this guy literally just fired Barry Trotz. How fucking high do you have to be to fire Barry Trotz, man? Like, this is arguably one of the best coaches in the actual league. Um, he's been a beauty. He's been praised by all of his former players. He won a Stanley Cup. He's the guy that got Ovi. Over the top, now that's a bold statement. He helped out. He won a cup in uh, Washington there. And he's helped that Islanders team out that maybe lacked a bit of star talent. Still a decent team over the past couple of years. But uh, it's I think it's pretty safe to say we can all agree that they wouldn't be as good as they were the past few years without the help of Barry Trotz. So this, uh, this came down a shock for all of us here. Uh, boys, any thoughts and maybe any predictions where you think uh, Barry Trotz will land next year? Oh, actually, thank you, Talent. I first uh, learned of this when with your message in Slack this morning. I opened, opened up Slack, saw there was a new message in the hockey channel. I was like, screenshot of that tweet. I was I was like, is this real? Like, I had to check Twitter. And yeah, he's somehow let him go. And immediately, I want him to coach the Philadelphia Flyers. If, if Chuck Fletcher <laughs> is going for an aggressive retool, and that's what they're doing, they're not going for a rebuild, they're not tearing it down, get Barry Trotz, get his system in front of Carter Hart, Get Sean Couture back healthy, good, good two-way center. If Ryan Ellis can play, good top pair defenseman. Slog it up, win 3-2, win 2-1, get back into playoffs with Carter Hart and see what can happen. I don't think shame he's going to come to Philadelphia. Oh, keep going, keep going, keep going. I don't <laughs> think he's going to come to Philadelphia. I heard something about he may want to go to Winnipeg because that's where he's from, or Detroit's a good opening there with their young players in a much better spot than the, uh, than the Flyers. But come to Philadelphia, winning boring hockey is better than – shitty ass losing boring hockey i have said bad things about barry trotz i will take them all back if they come to philadelphia <laughs> yeah here here but uh still shame on you for not trusting talon's inside information and having to double check mm. that with twitter <laughs> clearly talon won that round after uh you trounced him with the uh the leafs uh, <laughs> mockery on twitter there lick my He's, asshole you're going nuts Sorry. Sorry, uh, I love it that 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 picture of a uh, Nylander being soft in the corner that that was beautiful. <laughs> um, All y'all can go die in a ditch. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the Barry Trotz has a history now of, of being fired when uh, he's playing good teams. Like you can't blame this season on him. I mean, they they had the whole road trip and then the COVID thing before games started being postponed because of COVID, so they had to play games with like half the roster out. And then uh, Ryan Pollock getting injured, or Adam Pollock, whatever his name is, getting injured for a while there. So it, this season's not on Barry Trot. So I'm a little confused by this, considering that Islanders team last year was was awesome. They they came uh, within one game of making the finals. So this is a bit a little, little bit weird. Maybe there's something going on between Trots and general managers, considering what happened in Washington too. I have no idea. You know, Lou Morello, he's these the 
what do they call him? The Iron Iron something. The Tony uh, Soprano of the NHL. Yeah, yeah, he, he's the Don, the Godfather for sure. Uh, yeah, trust trust in Lou, I guess. But uh, this is a weird one for sure. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't get much else to say here. Hopefully, uh, the Islanders get somebody like uh, Joel Quenville or Claude Julien in there. That'd be uh, nice to see. Do you got any predictions where you think he might go or what? Still too early? Oh, Trotz? No, I have no idea, man. Okay, anyway. I got one. I got one. I've been thinking about this a lot today. I could honestly see, and I, there's, a, there's a lot of good things to like about it. If I'm Barry Trotz, why not go to Vancouver, yo? So, I was just about to say that. Yeah, honestly, dude, like, look at the core that he has to work with. You can work with a Brock Besser. You can work with a Niels Hoglander, fucking JT Miller, Tanner Pearson, Elias Patterson. Uh, you get a chance to coach one of the best defensemen in the league, younger defensemen, Quinn Hughes, man. Thatcher Demko in that. Former Leaf great Travis Dermott. Former Leaf great Luke Shen. Like, what's not to love about this team, dude? Like, and and think of the divisions, too, you know? Like, I don't know, man. Like, Vancouver plays in the, um, what is it, the Pacific, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, who? look, you're better than Seattle. You're better than the Ducks. You're better than the Sharks. Chances are you can be better than the Kings next year, man. So this this team, you know, has full reins to possibly make playoffs next year. The pieces are there with the players that we said. You're living in Vancouver. It's a fucking great city. You know, it's nice. To, and Barry Trotz never really coached in a Canadian market from all that I'm aware of. And keep in mind, too, like, Ryan brought up a point that like if he goes to, like, obviously, everybody would like to have Barry Trotz, right? So if you go to Philly, yeah, but you got your work cut out there, man. This guy's had his work cut out for his entire career, dude. You just coached the Islanders. You didn't have a star-studded cast. He still did great with them. Coach Washington. Why not go to a team that, like, hockey's the mecca? It's Vancouver. It's a Canadian market. And fucking the team has good pieces in place as it is. And obviously we know of what came out a few weeks ago, that Vancouver isn't really too... You know, management isn't too keen on Bruce Boudreau being their savior for the next couple of years, even though he had a great year this year. And he could still even opt out. I think I saw in June he has the choice to opt out of his contract if he gets a better deal somewhere. So maybe um, maybe if you're Vancouver management, you wouldn't be too surprised to see them kicking tires on a guy like Barry Trotz. And I'm sure he could fit in long term for a team that's looking to make some uh, some pushes in the next few years. Yeah, I can definitely see that, uh, especially given what you said about. Bruce Boudreaux, uh, balls in his court, so to speak. Um, but I think the more likely Vancouver or uh, Canadian destination would be Winnipeg, just given the, the personnel they have there. It's a heavier checking style that more fits Barry Trotz's uh, tactics than Vancouver. But what scares uh, me is, like, there's been a lot of negative about, like, Mark Shifley and Blake Wheeler, you know. And if who knows if that's true? We don't fucking know. We're not in the dressing room. But if that is true, is that something that you want to be a part of? Or will they have to move on from those guys? Or I don't know. I think Trotz would be the guy to bring that culture together again. Whip uh, them into shape kind of thing? Yeah, because Paul Maurice, when he left all of a sudden, that kind of threw that whole locker room into shambles. So, uh, yeah, they just need a coach to bring it all together again, and they'll be fine. Yeah, I saw something about Shifley like possibly being traded. So maybe they bring in Trotz, trade Shifley for like a defenseman, try to bulk that up. Because I know Winnipeg's defense has been like their their falling point in the past. But him, I mean, him with any any good goalie, Connor Hellbuck could turn back into a Vesna candidate if if Barry Trotz goes there. But it's it's amazing the amount of impact Barry Trotz can potentially have on a team. That's a that's a good point though. Maybe that's a that'll be a segment for another show. You know who's gonna have like a bounce back next year? Connor Hellbuck could yeah. easily be one of those guys. Eh? 
All right, uh, I think that covers Barry Trotz news. Well, uh, I guess only time will tell, but that's still pretty interesting. He could end up in fucking Arizona. Who knows, right? Um, oh, God forbid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, we'll do a quick little update here on uh, any uh, injuries you've seen. Obviously, Darcy Kemper had a little bit of scare there for Colorado. Uh, Ryan, what do you think? But uh, as far as injuries so far in the playoffs, it seems like goalies have been dropping fucking left, right, and center. Yeah, goalies haven't been going down. I'm, I'm surprised Louis Domingue is still holding up strong for the Penguins. I'm not sure what Tristan Jari has been skating individually and facing shots. So maybe if they win this series, he can come back for the next one. Tom Wilson's been out for Washington. They're still in the series. If they had him, maybe they're having an even better chance. But yeah, there, there seems to be like injuries in Carolina too with Frederick Anderson out and Antiranta and have the, the Russian kid in there. So yeah, there's been injuries pretty much all around. Yeah, I got nothing. Uh, Charlie McAvoy <laughs> on the COVID list. That's a bit of a weird one. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was trying to see the Russian kid's name. Pyotr Kochektikov. I should ask my wife. She Ka- speaks Russian how to actually say it. Your wife speaks isn't Russian? It, isn't it Kochekov? Kochetkov, I think. That would be my guess. Yeah, that, that, that would make sense. <laughs> should I ask her? Yeah, sure. Give her. Yeah. Is she like, right uh, beside you? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is great content right here. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go Joel's. with Kuchikov. <laughs> Kuchikov? Kuchikov. Kuchimama. <laughs> Do you think Joel has is like prepared for this? Like he has a name up on his phone, or is he just going to try to pronounce it himself? What's going on here? <laughs> I don't know if Kuch- he had a name on his Kuchetkov. phone. Kuchetkov? Kuchetkov? That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> Yo, she knows your shit. Hey, right on. I don't see any of the uh, ESPN or TNT announcers saying it saying it that properly. <laughs> um, as far as in, as far as injuries have gone, guys, like uh, I don't even know. I'd, uh, I'm sure there's been a couple, but I haven't really been paying attention. <laughs> who's been hurt? I, I forgot about uh, Tory Krug for the Blues. They also have a few other defensemen out. That's oh, going to yeah. be big in their series against the Wild. Through. Pittsburgh goaltending, you guys touched on it. They've been playing third string, Louis Domingue. Uh, him and his spicy pork and broccoli, just getting them through, getting them wins. That's a fun. We'll, we'll jump into that, obviously, coming down series-wise when we talk about it, man. But I think that's, uh, that's a little series that's caught us all off guard here. Make sure to get down on the Wins Bet $10 Win $200 promotion, where a $10 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, the Win Bet Casino is offering a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with the Win's own Build Your Own Bet feature. All users can receive a $20 free bet when they win, lose, or push a three-leg or more Build Your Own Bet parlay between Thursday and Saturdays. Players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Spring has sprung and our friends at Manscaped have the best tools for some spring cleaning in your pants. Trust me, your confidence will be blooming like the flowers this upcoming spring. Time to clear out that winter bush and join the other 4 million men who trust Manscaped. Use code SGP to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Manscaped are the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming and have forever changed the grooming game with their amazing performance package 4.0. 
Inside this ball care bundle, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. The lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is a pube assassin that is waterproof and equipped with an LED light, so you bet it's a major key to the new shower routine. This elite trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. Although your balls might look like punching bags, don't treat them like one and benefit from their proprietary skin-safe technology. Have you ever met someone who finds nose hair as attractive? The Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose and ear holes. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. It's starting to get hot outside, and this is crucial, so your balls stop sticking to your leg. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, spray-on toner for your balls, which will keep you smelling fresh down there, just like spring flowers. Complete your grooming game this spring with a new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. This stuff is legit and will have you smelling like royalty. If you purchase now, you will receive two free gifts, the Performance Boxer Briefs and Shed Travel Bag. Smell and feel good this spring. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. It's time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life. All right, guys. I think that pretty much wraps up our NHL news and discussion here. We'll jump right into our Tuesday games. Uh, What's the date? It'll be Tuesday, May the 10th. Holy fuck. I can't believe it's May. Of course, it's playoffs. We've only got four games on the docket here, but we'll run through them and talk a little bit about the series. Uh, Kicking things off here, we got the... Boston Bruins versus the Carolina Hurricanes game itself was back in Carolina for game five. Series is currently tied at 2-2. Bruins to win this game sitting at plus 125. Carolina on the money line, minus 145. The over-under is at six. Over paying off plus 100. The under minus 120. The series stats, or odds rather, uh, Bruins are plus 105 to win. Carolina minus 125. Um, I think the Bruins shocked a lot. I, maybe shocked isn't the best word, but if you really thought they're going to win both games over the weekend there in Boston to tie the series two two, uh, I definitely didn't think that was going to happen. So that was pretty uh, pretty crazy for them to do. With that being said, man, it, it, it's like a lot of series we have now. It's a best of three, you know, best two out of three, and uh, Carolina does have home advantage here. I'll uh, I'll take the Canes to win the series minus 125. And this next game in Carolina, I'm definitely going to be riding Carolina minus 145 as well here. Um, Boston played well, man. They uh, they they drove play over the weekend. There's no doubt about that. But uh, I still like Carolina, dude. I think they're the better team in this series for sure. Yeah, I think we've all been kind of riding Carolina really all season long. And it's a tough matchup against the Bruins. Good on them for uh, coming back. At home, getting the first one 4-2, then 5-2. But yeah, that, that Sunday game, they had nine power plays, it says. They scored two power play goals. Carolina went 0-5. for 5. The op- That was the opposite of what uh, game two was. Carolina was 2-9. for 9. Boston was 1-5 for 5 on the power play. So special teams has been has been big, but so has home ice. You have Carolina, two blowout wins. Boston, two two wins by two goals. So uh, in, in game five, I, I like the Hurricanes to take it. I would rather... Go with town though. Take him on the series minus 125 rather than just game five minus 145. Or if you're looking at the game, maybe take him on the puck line. But all these all these games a lot in these playoffs in general, and also just this series have all been by at least two goals with Carolina's wins five one and five two. So I could see another another thing like that, or maybe just take Carolina team total too, because both whatever team wins has been scoring four or five. 
those uh those power play numbers there just proved my earlier point with the zero for five, <laughs> two for nine. There should never be a fourteen power plays in a playoff game. Come on. Uh, but yeah, we we've been running both these teams. At least uh, I have with the Bruins and the Canes. So it's it's tough to see uh, both my beloved in this series together. Uh, so I'll be rooting whoever team with whichever team wins this series. I'll be cheering them on the rest of the way. Uh, but I think I'm gonna lean to the Bruins here. I did have a, a uh, I did grab them before the series started, plus 100. It's plus 105 now, so about the same. Uh, and I think I'm gonna stick with them. I mean, I was a little concerned, obviously, of the first two games, and uh, fucking Allmark was terrible and bad defense, and and the, the big guys didn't show up at all. Uh, I think Bergeron was only 40 percent in uh, the face-off circle, which is uh, only the second time all season in one of the first two games. Uh, so that's not good. But uh, then Bruce Gasty, he puts that first line, the so-called perfection line, back together. First time since December with Pasternak, Bergeron, and Marchand. And look at them go. They've been killing it. their two home games. And I think they're they're back to the way that they should be playing. And they're getting some better goaltending from Swayman. You know, nothing spectacular, but more consistent than Olmark. So... I think the Bruins here have the momentum, and uh, I think I'm fine just uh, sticking with my series price, but plus 105, you can join with me. Uh, as for this game itself, I think the over six at plus 100 as, as value, you can see that number creeping up now because uh, three of the first four games went over, and um, for a good reason, given the inconsistent goaltending and uh, all the power plays, of course. So, yeah, over six plus 100 here would be a, a good luck for this game. You really think the Bruins are going to win this series, eh? <laughs> it's pretty close, but uh, yeah, I give them a slight edge. No sway, man. <laughs> um, he doesn't right. me into that. <laughs> Heading out of the 730 VF slot here. Oh, fuck, boys. We got the Tampa Bay Lightning against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Game itself is in Toronto. Tampa on the money lines at plus 110. Series is tied 2-2, two to two, I should say. Uh, Leafs on the money line sitting at minus 130 at home. The game is in Toronto. Over-unders at 6.5. Over-paying off minus 120. The under plus 100. Uh, Lightning to win the series is at minus 105. Leafs to win the series minus 115. Odds have pretty much what they've been, you know, this entire time, boys. The Vegas has this knocked up to be a pick here. That's a fucking tough loss that the Leafs had in Tampa. That was an absolute shit show. They didn't show up. You know, you, you can't give up three goals to a team like this Tampa Bay fucking Lightning and expect to actually be in it. Um, obviously, it's Leafs Nation, so when it rains, it pours. You know, you have seen both sides of the spectrum. And people saying, oh, you know, it's absolutely fucked. We're done. We're done. We don't stand a chance now. It's fucked. Give up and all this shit. And then you've seen people... They're like, oh, you know, the the team didn't play that bad. They're allowed to have an off night. Well, I'm saying you're both fucking losers for saying that, and you're both fucking wrong, okay? What all, what you got to do is just think that, like, yeah, it's 2-2 against Tampa. So what? Would you expect it any other way? You think you're just going to fucking beat Tampa in five games? Like, if Toronto went back to Toronto tomorrow and they were winning 3-1 in the series, that'd be absolutely incredible. But did anybody realistically think that's going to happen? No, it's not. So I'm going to leave this with a quote here, okay? With a, with a quote. Let me get into character. I ordered a party platter. We choose to go to the moon and this decade and do the other thing. Not because they're easy, but because they are hard. Because the goal would be to serve this organization and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is that we are willing to accept, one that we are unwilling to postpone, and one which we intend to win. 
That's my fucking JFK. And we're going to be fucking JFK. And what did JFK do? He conquered the moon. And what's this team going to do? We're going to fucking conquer the lightning, baby. Fucking Catherine the Great. Or should I say <laughs> Catherine the So-So. Tampa Bay's <laughs> Catherine the So-So. They don't stand a fucking chance, okay? Fuck that. People are losers. You can fucking give up on this team. Go fuck yourself, bud. Leafs in seven. Maybe even Leafs in six, okay? I got. If you don't have faith in this team, then why the fuck are you even watching this goddamn team? Okay, like, uh, fuck it, dude. You had a bad day. You take it one down. You sing a sad song. And you turn it around. Well, they're about to fucking sing a sad song and turn it around. All right. I believe in this team. Give me the least minus one thirty in this specific game. Give me the least minus one fifteen in this fucking series. And you know what? Give me some fucking Leafs fans that I can slap in the face because you guys are all a bunch of pussies. <laughs> <laughs> all right um I, i'm obviously leaning another way here we saw just how soft uh william, i'll slap william you in another. the face too you <laughs> and, and bitch. leafs are after uh going to the corner kind of shine away there from the puck but yeah this, this has been a great series it, it's been i mean it hasn't even though it's just been traded blowouts back and forth but it is two two hopefully we finally finally get like a nice close game here but it's, i saw a stat before in the Matthews Marner era, the Leafs record when trailing a series, they're seven and three. When it's tied, they're seven and ten. And when they're leading, they're one and eight. So that doesn't bode well for the Leafs. And you know I have to take the lightning here at plus one ten in uh game five. Yeah, I feel that. That's kind of the way I'm leaning. Um it's although you too. No, 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 no. Wait. The Leafs might win <laughs> this game, but it'll be the last one they win. If I were the better coming to the series virginal and not having any action on it uh, previous. Virginal? Virginal, <laughs> yes. Like Captain the Great, not. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I would wait until the Leafs win this game and then bet the Lightning because I think that they're going to come out and stomp the Leafs in Tampa and then come back in Toronto on a Game 7. The Leafs can't manage, can't manage that pressure, so... Uh, I would wait this series out, um, uh, given the literally some big plus money there for the Lightning after the Leafs win this game, if they win this game. Uh, otherwise, if you just want a bet for this game, just uh, give me the over again. All all, all these games are just going crazy. I mean, there's like more power plays in this series than almost any other. Uh, and both teams, of course, have elite power play units. Um, and the Leafs' uh, penalty kill is actually... Uh, uh, done well uh, shorthanded, of course. I think they had something crazy, like a dozen shorthanded goals in the regular season. So even on the penalty kill, they're dangerous. Uh, yeah, and the goaltending has not been spectacular from either side. Jack Hamill laid an egg the last one. Vaskowski has not been himself, um, especially come, uh, going into it. He's been fine off the loss, I guess. But even there, he, he let in some uh, garbage time goals. So over six and a half here, I think, is the... Is the better play for this game. I couldn't pick a side in this one, but uh, watch out if the Lightning lose and then bet their serious price. Can't yes. pick a side. Come on. Yeah, pass. pass. I gave a freaking over. A pass, game in, a pass game in the playoffs. Get out of here. The fuck, man? I give you like two plays there. <laughs> over one and a half powerfully goals, too. <laughs> Bro, I'm going to be on the moon and you guys are going to be fucking Yuri Gargarin in space for the first time and all happy about it. You're going to be doing space walks, but I'm going to be on the moon, so go fuck yourselves. <laughs> go fucking Leafs, okay? Um, heading down to 9.30 p.m. here. What do we got? We got St. Louis Blues against Minnesota Wild. Series is back in Minnesota. Series is tied 2-2. Uh, 
St. Louis on the money line sitting at plus 115. St. Louis money line minus 135. The over-under is at 6.5. Both over-under paying minus 110. St. Louis to win the series plus 110. Minnesota minus 130. Uh, who, who wants it? Ryan, you want this one? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll take it here. I think the, the wild here going back home, they took uh games two and three had, had two pretty big wins there. Six, two, five, one lost five, two in, in game four there. San Luis had a good home ice advantage, but yeah, going back, we mentioned an injury section there. Tory Krug got indefinitely. Scandella's out. Nick Letty's questionable. Bertuzzo's questionable. They don't have many good defensemen left. Uh, Bennington had a decent game in, in game four after turning turning to him. But he he has to give it up, I think, sometimes. So I would lean to the wild. I don't know if, if I take minus 135. I think that's I'd rather take them in the series at minus 130, given the injuries to uh, the Blues defensemen. And for the total, I would lean to the over with how Minnesota has been scoring. Exactly. Uh, I think the series price, you might as well just save the five cents and bet the series because if the Wild win this game, it's very hard to see the Blues coming back. And if the Wild lose this game, I can see them winning the next two. Uh, what concerns me is the fact that the Wild are notorious chokers uh, in this first round, um, especially against the Blues, which have kind of had their number over the years, especially this year. Uh, but the Wild are just the better team. Like Kaprizov is going off. He's scoring goals for fun. He's dominating the Blues. Partly because they have, uh, you know, no defenseman left, but that, that goes to the territory. Um, yeah, the Wild, they're a healthier team, and uh, they're getting better goaltending as well. Uh, I don't trust that Bennington suddenly found his form again after another terrible season. So, yeah, just give me the Wild here in this game and more profoundly in the series. Yeah, I'm with the with both of you guys, dude. I like Minnesota in this series. I have since the get-go. Obviously, it's a close series, man. Probably the closest that we have uh, off the dock that we predicted was going to be close. Um, so, yeah, give me Minnesota in the series plus 110. Also, I'll uh, I'll take Minnesota in regulation at plus 105 in this game. We haven't seen overtime yet in this series, man. It's been 4 nothing St. Louis, 6-2 Minnesota, 5-1 Minnesota. 5-2 St. Louis. So when teams tend to win here, it seems like it's uh, by a decent margin. So I'll uh, I'll keep riding that trend, man. I think Minnesota's going to win this game, and uh, I think it'll probably be in regulation too. So give me a give me the wild plus 105 from uh, unnoted sports book that is not win bet. <laughs> but uh, fuck yeah, dude. I like Minnesota there for sure. And if you guys read my article, you would have already cashed the bet over five and a half games in this series. We always knew this was going to go distance, right? <laughs> okay, good plug. Like it. Nothing wrong with that. Go check out Joel's articles. And if he's got more, we'll be sure to let you know. Uh, <laughs> head down to the 10 p.m. game. Last game on the docket here for the Tuesdays. We got the LA Kings against the Edmonton Oilers. Game itself is back in Edmonton. The series is tied 2-2. Pretty close one. Uh, LA on the money line for this game sitting at plus 180. Edmonton money line minus 210. Big home favorites over unders at 6.5. Over and under both paying off minus 110. Uh, LA on the series plus 205. Edmonton on the series paying off minus 255. Jolie, what do you think here, buddy? You think uh, the Oilers are going to get it done at home or what? Yeah, this is one of those series that's gone up. You know, it's like the, the Leafs lightning just blow out, then blow out, then blow out, then blow out. Uh, Oilers look like a completely different team every other game. Same with the Kings. Sometimes the Kings get the better of the Oilers. Uh, in game four in particular, they were able to 
uh, swarm the uh, or um, McDavid. Um, and, uh, you know, Copa Dart did his thing, Dano did his thing. What a sick pass, by the way, that one pass, I think, to uh, Trevor Moore. That was that was beautiful. Um, Johnny Quick, he fucking tried to save a puck. Oh, my bear God. Man. That was sick. <laughs> yeah, you'd love to see that. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a tough one to call. I mean, uh, I want to take the Oilers here, but at that number, is just a little ridiculous. Minus 210. Kings definitely deserve more respect than that. So just based on the value of plus 180, I think that they have a better chance to win this game. And uh, same with the series. Maybe the series is even better. Uh, plus 205. Oilers kind of like to leave. It's a bit of a, a, bit of a choke team. Uh, they haven't done it before. So, uh, yeah, maybe they give me the another lean to the Kings here in the series. Plus 205. Uh, I don't think that that is, is uh, very respectful to the Kings. Um, I mean, they've got more playoff experience than the Oilers, even though they have a bunch of youngsters. They, they're they're being led by their their leaders, right? The uh, Dano, who made the finals last year, and of course, Kopitar's won the thing a couple of times, and Johnny Quick and Net. So uh, it doesn't matter how many young guys they got behind them; they're they're being pulled in tow. So uh, that's not something that Oilers do not have. So uh, give me the Kings here, a uh, little lean on the series, plus two or five, just a little sprinkle, a nice little value play there. <laughs> Joel, you said it said about it all there. Everything I agree with. I think the Oilers likely going to get more bets, so they're probably going to be bigger favorites in this one. So if the Kings get up to plus two hundred or higher on the money line, I might just sprinkle that for a little bit, especially the series plus two hundred five, maybe a little bit longer too, just because you can see Mike Smith have those mistakes like he did in Game One, and Jonathan Quick has been stepping up. And if they can stop McDavid like they did in Game Four, they showed that they can do it. I have to show they can do it on on uh, Edmonton ice, but I think that's a that's a great price on the series for the Kings at plus two hundred five, and they could easily take Game Five. So if you can get them plus one eighty or higher, I would take that. Yeah, I'm fucking right with you there, boys. Like I I said it before this shit even started, before the playoffs even started. I said it drunk, I said it sober, I said it stoned. I like the fucking Kings in this series, man. I have zero faith whatsoever in Mike Smith. I think he looks like a fucking autistic squirrel. Uh, <laughs> well, he plays, and well, he if you just look at his face, I think that's what he looks like. So I got zero faith in that guy. I got zero faith in Mikko Kostam wins. I got zero faith in Edmonton's depth scoring. If McDavid and Drysdale aren't going on, you're going to fucking hope for Vander Kane or the Nuge to get it going for your or former Leafs great Zach Hyman. To me, it's just not enough to cut it. And L.A. peaked at the right time of the year, and they proved it in this playoffs, man. They When they do show up, they're playing fucking good hockey. And uh, uh, I'm liking what I see from this team, and I'm not liking what I see from the Oilers. And, you know, some men just want to watch the world burn, and I kind of want to see what's going to happen in Edmonton if they get beat out in the first round here. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be on the Kings plus 180 in this game. I definitely guarantee it. Uh, and, I fuck, man, I have like six bets on this series already it seems like every day i wake up i just end up betting the kings to win this series so i probably got to stop doing that but fuck <laughs> plus 205 i'll probably end up doing you're anything but virginal i am anything but virginal i'm doubling down you're catherine the great <laughs> i'm doubling down on catherine the so-so okay like that's what i'm telling you right now um but yeah i uh i like the kings dude fuck it you know why not let's uh let's, although you know what sucks i would love to see a battle of Alberta in the second round if calgary can get past dallas obviously we'll talk about that later but um fuck it maybe next year man give me the kings in this let's go <laughs> we're brought to you by athletic greens in their ag1 supplement so what is this stuff with one delicious scoop of ag1 
You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world, world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. Make sure you download the SGPN app. It's now live in the App Store and the Google Play Store. It gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. And don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, boys, that covers our Tuesday slate. So move down to the Wednesday uh, games on the docket here. We only have three. Now, I'm sure we'll do a little first-round recap. The only reason we have three is because as of tonight, the, uh, the Colorado Avalanche just swept uh, Nashville. Before we get into these games, any quick thoughts on that series? I think uh, it's not really too big of a shocker, but anything that jumped to mind, Joel? No, just... Uh business is accomplished you know just this is what we're supposed to do <laughs> this is accomplished yeah man there's, uh, there's no sorrows there's no problem it's just uh, anything less than this would be a failure um the only problem is that uh, it affects my uh you know mckinnon points mccarr points the goals all that stuff uh if they could push the series longer they can get some more points and whatnot for uh, those future bets but doesn't matter if we end up making it in the cup finals and uh, playing a bunch of games before that. But uh, otherwise, for this series, it was just uh, there was only one team on the ice. I mean, the Avs made the Preds look like the Coyotes, right? Um, yeah, it, it, it was. Uh, it's it's good that the other series are all pretty close because this one was there was only one way traffic. Mm-hmm. You got 
you got business accomplished and uh, taking care of mission there. I was in the first <laughs> round. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was the, the Predators. They they showed some fight with Connor Ingram. Good good for the kid. And uh, it was that game two? But yeah, Avs Avs just just way too way too much for him. Yeah, you said it, man. It's it's tidy business, dude. They fucking knew what they had to do, and they went in there and did it in four. And what would you expect from that fucking Colorado team? And Joel, you touched on it, though. Like, no UC Saros. That team didn't have a fucking chance. You're playing fucking big save Dave Riddick in net and then noted Swedish hockey league cheater Connor Ingram. That's your savior. I thought, did you see that, though? A lot of people were like, Connor Ingram's going to gonna bring it back. He had a good one game. Well, newsflash, guys. You're a fucking – if you're a professional hockey goalie, you can easily have one good game in your goddamn life, okay? Yeah, congrats. You had one good game. But what the fuck has this guy ever done in his career except for lose a gold medal for Team Canada in the fucking World Juniors, all right? So if you're sitting there praising Connor Ingram and you think he's going to be the absolute savior, I expect you to buy his East Coast Hockey League jersey in two years when he's playing in the Coast League, okay? So don't give me that shit. Um, you know what? You know what? And Connor Ingram kind of stole the show from McCarr. I know Connor Ingram was great in that game, but yep. McCarr was just absolutely. He had 12 shots. He was one of the, you, you won't see a better uh, player performance than anyone than other than McCarr in that game. That was, that was just outstanding. It's probably going to be the best game of these playoffs. I mean, I would love to see him go a step beyond that, but uh, that was just a ridiculous the way yeah. he played in that game. He's gonna also want to. I want to shout out Go Bearcats in our uh, Calcutta draft for have, having the Avs advance. And also uh, shout out your boy here for having the first team eliminated the Predators. <laughs> and fewest goals scored and most likely worst goal dif- differential. <laughs> probably, probably hit all three in that series. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, and shout out Connor Ingram for going back to playing Tier 2 Swedish hockey and getting uh, banned from the league for throwing games. So uh, go fuck it. I don't know why I hate this guy. I don't even really, but that just sucks. <laughs> Um, all right, we'll jump right the into the 7. Boys. Yeah, exactly. We'll jump right into the 7 p.m. docket here. We got the Pittsburgh Penguins against the New York Rangers. Game itself was back in New York. Boys, Pittsburgh has a lead in this series 3-1 with Mr. Spicy Pork and Broccoli, Louis Domingue himself in that. Uh, Pittsburgh on the money line sitting at plus 115. Rangers money line minus 135. Over under for this game is set at 6. Over payoff minus 120. The under plus 100. Uh, Pittsburgh to win the series is at minus 650. And New York to win the series at plus 475. So if you think the Rangers can make a comeback here, then by all means bet it. Uh, bro, you're giving fucking Sidney Crosby three games to finish this out. He's going to score four goals himself in one game to make sure it happens, okay? I like Pittsburgh in this series, dude. I said it from the get-go. And more importantly, I like Pittsburgh in this game. Wrap it up in five. Fucking beat the Rangers at home. That way they can all be waving to Shesterkin. Noted uh, Hart uh, nominee that didn't deserve to win because it should go to Austin Matthews. So, uh, yeah, man. Give me the uh, give me the Pittsburgh Penguins here, plus 115. I think I said earlier a couple episodes ago I like Pittsburgh in this series, too. So you should have got in it then. Obviously, minus 650 won't do shit for you. Um, over under for this game. I'll I'll take the over at six here. Why not? You know, goals. Give me some goals. Let's go. Yeah, I've been uh, riding the Rangers a lot this series. I bet them before the series. I added a little bit when uh, Casey DeSmith was injured. But Louis Domingue with his uh, spicy pork and broccoli is is proving me wrong. And just Sturkin is. I mean, it's not his fault that the players in front of him are not playing well or the deflections and shit. But he's looks like he's getting rattled by the by the Pittsburgh crowd. Um, for this game, I think take the Penguins as underdogs if you want to take a side. But I, I've still got to go with the Rangers plus four seventy five. If they 
if they win this one, it has to be with Shesterkin getting back on track. And if he gets back on track, they can possibly win three in a row. But otherwise, I, I do like the over uh, all four games so far this series have gone over with Pittsburgh scoring seven in each of the last two. So over six, my best bet. And if you want to sprinkle something, sprinkle the Rangers series at plus 475. So we like the series because Shesterkin could bounce back. I like the over just in case he doesn't bounce back. <laughs> well, you can, you, you can, yeah, kind of. Or you can get like a Rangers 5-2 win, something like that. All right, well, I've been on the other side. I've been on the pens the whole way through. I said in the last episode, I think they're going to win the series. So I'm going to stick with that, of course. And I think they're going to finish it out in this game. Plus 115, that's fine with me. Crosby is a warrior. He's carrying that team on his back. This reminds me a bit of the uh, the Lightning last year. No, the, the whole narrative after the series uh, or after the playoffs was that uh, the way that Stamkos was talking, like they knew that this would be the last time this group got together and won the thing. Uh, of course, they, they brought back most of the gangs. So it wasn't really the end of the whole uh, program, but it, it could be for these pens, uh, given the age of uh, uh, Malkin and Latang and all that. And uh, there is a clear uh, uh, new direction going forward in Pittsburgh. So this, this, is, this could be a, a little bit of a last dance, so to speak. So I think the Penguins... Our good failure, plus 115. There's no reason to uh, make the Rangers this big of a favorite considering the way that Shesterkin has played in these playoffs. He's the only reason why they uh, were the two seed in the Metro. So, yeah, I like the Penguins here. There's like Domingue is outplaying Shesterkin. So, why the fuck would I want the Rangers given the fact that they're. Uh, their whole team is based upon their goaltending. So, uh, give me the Penguins here, plus 115. Cross is going to get it done. And yeah, the over six, too, because. Uh, I don't, I don't trust Domingue that much, and uh, Shesterkin has, has done anything but warrant my trust in these playoffs. There are, people are talking like he's the next Vasilevsky. He's the greatest Russian goalie ever, and, and he's totally shit the bed. So over six, <laughs> and Penguins. All right, now side note here. If this is Pittsburgh's last dance, so like Crosby's Jordan, is it Malkin or Lutang? Like, who's Pippin? But more importantly, Rory, who's fucking uh, Dennis Rodman? Rodman? Malkin is Rodman. Malkin, that's what I was going to say. Because like, you yeah. think Pippin sees a second, but he's dead as fucking Rodman. Yeah. yeah. yeah he's, he's, like a, he's like a cross of those two. He's banging Russian Madonna. <laughs> the Russian Rodman. <laughs> the Russian Rodman. I love that. Forever on the show, Malkin is forever the Russian Rodman. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, we'll head down here to, what do we got? 7.30 p.m., Another tight fucking series, boys. We got the Washington Capitals at the Florida Panthers. Game itself is in Florida. Florida got lucky tonight, man. I'm telling you that. Series is tied 2-2. Uh, for this game, Washington money line set at plus 185. Florida money line minus 220. Over-under is at 6.5. Over-payoff minus 120. The under plus 100. <laughs> um, the uh, at least one percent. Cash oh, the yeah. over one and a half or over a half burps in Calum. <laughs> I, I have beers on the way home from work. All right. Uh, Capitals win the series is at plus 210. Florida win the series minus 260. Oh, fuck. Uh, Jolie, what do you got here? Well, I, I kind of disagree with you. I know what you're saying the way that they got lucky because they scored at the goalie pulled and all that. But uh, this is the one game where the Panthers actually really outplayed the Capitals. So uh, they should have won the game if they get their fucking power play going. What do they go? 0 for 4, 0 for 5, whatever that was. It was ridiculous. Uh, they can't get the power play going. And a lot of, I think a large part of the do with that is the, uh, is the Ekblad coming. And he's he's kind of, uh, obviously you want Ekblad on the power play and all that. But 
he's disrupted it. Like they had a a rhythm going in into the playoffs from the end of the regular season. But uh, now that he's back there, it might have uh, disrupted the flow. Maybe it'll take a while to get back uh, into that rhythm. But uh, for now, it's it's not clicking. So the power play is dead. They haven't scored a power play goal yet. Uh, They're 0-13 now, something like that. So uh, that's got to fix itself. But uh, for this game and this series, I think the Panthers are just Obviously, they're the better team, but minus 260 for the series, minus 220 for this game. That's just, again, too disrespectful to the Capitals. I'm not sure about the status of Tom Wilson, but if he gets back in there for maybe games six and seven, I think there's value here on the series. Uh, Again, yeah, I'll take a sprinkle here with the dog at plus 210. Capitals are the more proven team. They've been the better team through, uh, uh, I'd say, the majority of the series. Three of the First four games, I'd say. Um, and Samsonov, too. He's been playing better than uh, Vanacek after that terrible game when the, the Panthers won their first one. Um, so, yeah, give me the give me the Capitals here. Uh, Panthers just haven't proven it yet. So uh, I don't think uh, they should be this big favorite. It's kind of like the Oilers until they've proven it, right? So plus 210 is, is fine with me with the Capitals. Uh, yeah, stay away from the over, I don't think. I don't think there's much value there. You'd think so, given it the Panthers. But, again... They can't do it on the power play, and uh, Bobrovsky playing better. Um, so, yeah, just stick with the series price here. Maybe uh, sprinkle on the Capitals in this game as well. I finally realized tonight with the uh, third period comeback overtime win, just just how invested I am in this Panthers team with Claude Giroux on it, and not just financially. I, I was I had those those playoff anxiety going into overtime and stuff. Not quite at the level of the uh, Flyers games a few years ago, but it it's been it, it was up there, and and it was good to see them get to win in a game like you, Joel. You said their best game yet. Their expected goals for was sixty five percent. Corsi for sixty four percent. That's their best since game two when they won 5-1. And that power play has to get going sometime. So I think if they get clicking at home where they've been amazing this season, I can't take a minus 220. I don't know if I can take the series minus 260, but I would look at the puck line minus one and a half plus 110. Sprinkle something on that because if if they win, I think it'll be another big win at home with uh, Samsonov. He's showing some signs of his... uh, Season, I think he was 902 save percentage or in career 896, something like that. So he's not a great goalie. He's just been happy to, to have a few good games. So I think Panthers go back home, build momentum off of this, and win by two. Oh, don't be shy, Ryan. You were heavily invested financially. Didn't you have a Panthers come back live from 10 to 1, something like that? That was a good bet. That $10, yeah. Bet. $10. Yeah, I paid yeah. off 100 bucks, so that's not bad. Yeah, 10 yeah. to 1 is 10 to 1. Yeah, you'll take that. Um, boys, I really like Washington in this series, man. Like, obviously, I didn't get to watch tonight's game, obviously, right? Because I was working and shit. But from what I've seen in this series, like, the the Caps kind of want it more, man. Like, you look at guys like Olvi, guys like Backstrom, guys like Carlson, Dmitry Orlov. Like, these guys are showing up, dude. Anthony Mantha, even. Like, he, fucking guys played well. It seems like they they know what they're playing for a bit more than this Florida team. Maybe it's because this Florida team hasn't really had success on a, as a whole. I don't know, but like I, I'd like what I've seen out of the Capitals here, man. So I'll fuck it. If you're giving me the series at plus two ten, and it's the best two out of three right now, dude. Anything can fucking happen. I feel a lot better if Washington was at home because fuck this team looked good at home in playoffs so far this year. It's good to see those fans getting in it and shit. But like. Yeah, man, I'll take a flyer, and this this would be a massive upset if it is. Florida was absolutely a 
fucking powerhouse this year. And more importantly, I am in a couple playoff pools, and if Florida gets beat out, then my team is looking pretty fucking good if that's the case, all right? So I'm going to be riding on the caps here, man. Uh, give me my boy Ovi to get this shit done for me. So give me Florida or Washington in the series at plus 210. Um, I don't know. Are we going to get Samsonov or are we going to get Vanacek? Probably Samsonov. I imagine. Oh, yeah. Didn't you hear? He was getting like tears in his eyes from the crowd calling his name. Sammy, <laughs> oh, Sammy. Uh, oh, that's just the He's got the net. That's just a pussy move, I guess. You can't be doing that. But <laughs> Igor was also crying for uh, different reasons in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, that's fair too. That's fair too. There's no crying in hockey. All right, let me tell you one thing right now. Um, yeah, fuck it. I guess. All right. So over under. I'll take a flyer on the under, man. It worked out well today for me. I think the number was at six and a five, much like this game should be. So uh, yeah, dude, give me the under in that game, and let's go. Uh, let's go, Caps. All right, wrapping things up here. We'll head down to 9.30 p.m. Uh, for the last game on the docket. We got the Dallas Stars against Calgary Flames. Game itself is back in Calgary. The series is tied 2-2. Again, this one's been a little bit of a shock or two. I don't think anybody saw it coming. Uh, Stars are in the money line are at plus 180. Calgary money line minus 210. Over-under is at 5.5. Overs paying off plus 105. The under minus 125 here. Uh, Dallas to win the series is at plus 185. Calgary to win the series minus 225. Uh, boys, this was... Fuck, man. I, I gotta be honest. I thought the Flames were gonna kick some ass here, but I don't know. Ryan, what do you think? Yeah, that was what we expected coming into the series. We thought the Flames maybe. Flames in five, maybe Flames, Flames in six at the very least. But Jake Ottinger's been been great for Dallas up until even including the, uh, the game tonight where he faced 53 shots. Like you can't you can't fault him for that. But yeah, Calgary finally figured it out. They they at at five on five. Here's some numbers. They had 38 scoring chances. The Stars had 38 shot attempts. So like that just shows how lopsided the game was. And going back to Calgary, you, ha- you have to think they build off that. At home, uh, minus two ten really isn't isn't a bad price. I, I would probably take that or look at maybe take that parlayed with an alternate total to get it closer to uh, even money. I was hitting on stars plus two and a half and the under six and a half in most games until this one when Calgary got the uh, late empty netter. So maybe look at something like that. But I think the Flames take this series. But I also I already have a Flames Panthers uh, Avs series parlay so i can't put anything more down on that but i do like the flames to win this one maybe look at regulation or puck line no this series is going exactly the way i thought it was which will you'll remember i took the stars plus one and a half in the series Mm -hmm. at uh plus 120 so the stars they're a playoff team man there's a bunch of old fucking guys and they just want to win this stanley cup for once like uh pavelski like He's a clutch, clutch player. It's a miracle that he never won with the Sharks. Uh, he's one of the, the few guys on that squad to uh, have a clutch gene. But he's showing up for the Stars. He's been their best player easily through the first uh, four games. Other than Ottinger, who's, who's standing on his head again today. But uh, this is definitely the Flames' best game. They, uh, they should have won by more if it weren't for him. But going back to Calgary here... Um, you, you figure the Flames might win this one and the Stars will win the next one and uh, push it back to Game 7 in Calgary. Uh, it's tough to pick one here. Maybe maybe we'll go with the total. Just under 5.5 here, minus 125. Both goalies are playing outstanding. Both teams are not really pushing uh, uh, pushing the play offensively. You know, Even when Calgary's getting all these chances and all that, they're still maintaining the discipline in their own end. So 
they're not prevent or they're preventing the stars from uh, getting their own attack zone. Plus, the the refs in this series have been the most consistent uh, in terms of not calling penalties uh, out of all the series. So there's been fewer power plays in this series. I could be wrong. This is total anecdotal rem- memory, whatever. But uh, <laughs> from watching the games, it seems like the one with the fewest power plays. Uh, so yeah, I think the under five and a half here minus twenty twenty five, and maybe they'll sprinkle in the overtime. I think that these games have been calling out for an overtime. It's a miracle that we haven't seen an overtime in these these games so far, given how closely they've been played. So at uh, plus three twenty five or whatever it is right now uh, for the draw, I think that uh, there could be some value on there. So uh, either that or the under five five and a half here. Obviously, it's hitting three of the first four games, and it's only been broken that one because of the one second goal the empty net otherwise it should be four no the under so under five under five and a half here would be the the best bet yeah i'm with you man like uh the under five and a half has to be the play like you said it only broke one time and it was because of an empty net with like fucking a second left or something stupid um i still like the flames man like uh the problem is you can't really find like the, maybe regulation is your play I don't know what it's paying. Probably like maybe like minus one sixty or minus one fifty or some shit like that. Maybe that's being generous. Um, yeah, Gibby Calgary, dude. I'm sorry. Like Dallas is, you know, they're putting up a fight and shit, but it's goaltending, man. Fucking Ottinger had to make fifty saves tonight just to get a fucking. I guess they still lost, obviously four one and shit. But like this, this is a, this. We all know this. Uh, what are they? Who is it? Calgary. That's what I'm trying to. I'm tired. This Calgary team. They're fucking no slouch, man. They're built for the playoffs, too. The the acquisition of Tyler Toffoli. Jarrah Sarge has been coaching this team so fucking well. Goaltending, Jacob Markstrom's an absolute fucking stud. Matthew Goodchuck, 100-point season. Lynn Holmes has been an absolute stud all year for him. Johnny Goodrow's had a great fucking year. Guys like Andre Maggiapani as death players. Like, that's what you want. Sean Monaghan. I know he's had a tough couple of years, but still, dude, like... I don't know. I just the, the firepower of everything I just listed. I love this Calgary team here, dude. And you know, kudos to Dallas for keeping this close. You know, you, you got to give them credit for it, of course. But I, I, I see the flames in this man. Problem is, there's no fucking money in it. So give me the under. And uh, I don't know, Daryl Sutter and his fucking big Canadian cock's gonna fuck a couple stars. Okay, he's gonna put his dick in a star. That's all I'm gonna say about that. You can actually get regulation on Wimbet for the Flames at minus one thirty-five. That's that's not there. Bad you go. That's the play right there. Regulation minus one thirty-five in this game. Uh, I hate to go against Jolie's draw because whenever somebody says a draw on this show, I'm going to be all in. So I'll sprinkle a half unit on that and hedge up. But uh, yeah, realistically, my play would be the under and then uh, and then regulation for the Flames. All right, boys, that covers our Tuesday and Wednesday slates. I uh, run through pretty much everything we got. It's been some fucking good hockey, though, man. It's awesome to see. Uh, we'll head into our current bankroll game here. Um, actually, you know what? Do you guys quickly want to do NHL odds for Stanley Cup here or what? We don't have to. We'll, we'll, <laughs> give, it a quick, we'll give it a quick run through for like maybe like three teams or whatever. Colorado's at plus 220. Calgary's at plus 800. Carolina plus 1100. Uh, Florida's at plus 550. Toronto plus 900. Tampa Bay is at plus 120. Uh, Pittsburgh plus 1300. Edmonton plus 1600. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it man, at this point. We're not going to go off. You might think the Lightning are plus 120 after the, the way they played the least in the last game, but uh, they're actually uh, 12 plus to 1. 12, <laughs> okay, plus 1200. My bad. All right. Um, 
Okay, so we'll jump right into our bankroll game here. We got a couple of other bets. Do we have? Uh, it looks like we already have one that's already been settled, eh? What? Jolie's Colorado race to four in that game. Okay, so that was an individual game. We'll go through all these after the end of maybe the uh, the first the first round and see where I we know. currently sit. Yeah, I just updated it. You guys didn't do it. Didn't yeah, it. I, I can run through it because uh, one sharp shark has a uh, spreadsheet where he's tracking everything. Of course he does. Um, I won my Colorado Avalanche to win game one in the series. I risked 100 to win 50. That was from episode one. From episode two, I lost the under in Penguins Rangers uh, game two, five and a half. So I lost 50, 50 there. I won 25, risking 37.50, betting on the Rangers to win game two. And Joel, as you said, lost the Avs race to four in game two, risked 75 on that. Thanks, fucking Connor Ingram. And Talon lost Flames in regulation in what game was that game, game two or whichever whichever game Dallas won. And, That's uh, bullshit. Wrist a hundred there. So as as we stand, um, I have seven ninety five with two thirty at risk. Joel has five eighty five with three forty at risk, and Talon has five ninety with three ten at risk. I'd like a recount of that Calgary game. I think they won. <laughs> um. All right, well, I'll, I'll kick things off for where we currently have this episode. I'm uh, I'm going Carolina versus Boston. I'm giving Carolina the series win here, man, minus 125. I'm going to put 50 uh, puck bucks on that. Um, I like I still like Carolina, dude. Like, kudos to Boston. Like I said earlier, they deserve credit for going uh, getting two wins at home there. But uh, to me, Carolina is still the better team. You know, hopefully goaltending isn't a factor, which it just might be because they got – Whatever Joel's fucking wife said, how to pronounce his name. That's who they got in Carolina. Kachekklov. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm going with that one. A series win minus 125.50. Puck bucks. Um, Washington versus Florida. Give me the fucking capitals on a series win at plus 210. And I'm going to put 100 fucking puck bucks down on this, okay? I'm 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 doing a little gambling here, all right. But this is a gambling show, so that's what we're going with. Hopefully, it doesn't come back to bite me in the ass. But uh, I'm going to go with the Caps. Plus 210 series win, 100 puck bucks. And boys, for game fucking five, back in Toronto, give me the Leafs versus Tampa. Toronto on the money line, minus 120 to win game five at home, 40 puck bucks. Let's fucking go Leafs here, okay? We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other, not because it is easy, but because it is hard. I ordered a party platter. <laughs> All right, I'm uh, also joining Talon there on the Hurricanes series win minus 125. I am putting 62.50 puck bucks on it to win 50 puck bucks. I'm also taking Carolina puck line plus 185 in game five for for uh, 25 puck bucks. Taking the Lightning in game five at plus 110 for 25 puck bucks as well. I added this one uh, late. Flames and regulation for game five, minus 135 for 33-75 puck bucks to win 25. A reason to your uh, use of cents in there? Well, I'm betting betting to win 25 on the favorites, and I'm betting 25 to win on the underdogs. (laughs) Wait, what? So so if if Calgary wins in regulation at minus one thirty five, I will win exactly twenty five dollars. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right. For myself, 
We're going with the Leafs Lightning over six and a half, minus 120. 50 bucks on that. Uh, I don't whoa, believe whoa, in the. the whoa, 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 whoa. Puck 50 bucks, what? whatever. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> 50 puck bucks. Uh, Vasilevsky hasn't looked himself uh, unless he loses the game previous. Um, and of course, Jack Campbell, who knows what he's going through right now. And yeah, both teams are playing offensive hockey and tons of power plays in these games. So that seems like a good bet. And of course, it's hitting all four of the first four games. So yeah, 50 bucks over six and a half in that one. And next, we're going heavy on the wild. That's uh Minus 130 to win the series. Uh, they've just been the better team through the first four games, and the Blues injuries are mounting up. Uh, yeah, I'm already on this from before the series, so this is an even better price than that. So uh, why not double down? Uh, minus 130, $95 on that one. And, and Boston, we're going a little lighter on this one. Only 25 puck bucks on them to win the series against Carolina. Plus 105. Uh, yeah, just ever since they put the perfection line, I hate that freaking term, but I keep using it for some reason. Uh, Pasternak, Bergeron, Marshawn, they're getting the job done now, and Swayman in net is playing better than Olmark, so I think that they have a good chance to win that one against Carolina uh, with some questionable goaltending of them, their own. And finally, Penguins, Rangers over six, minus 120, 45 puck bucks on that. Uh, I think this is a close it out series for the uh, close it out game for the Penguins. So there could be some uh, some Hail Mary empty net goals for the Penguins to push this over. Or maybe just a push. I don't know. But I, the fact that we don't believe in either goaltender right now, given the Shesterkin struggles, and it's still a uh, little spicy pork in that there for the Penguins. So 45 bucks on 45 puck bucks, whatever, on the over six in that game. All right, fuck. We got a lot of bets here. We're gonna have to grab, we're gonna have to wrap this out after the first round and see where we stand, just so at least we have an update. I'm sure we will. We might have to go down to the hundred percent or the two cents for Ryan's bets there. <laughs> oh fuck, you're nice. cool. We'll leave that math up to Sharky. You're on that one, mm. but um obviously we'll uh we'll touch base with the calcutta maybe after round one just see where we all stand we'll uh we'll touch base with um go bearcats to see how that's going um yeah obviously we'll know more probably probably not actually by next show but maybe uh maybe by the show after next show we'll have a better idea where we all currently stand for that so we'll jump into that too um boys anything else here or what no all hail kale (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, hail, Kale. I, oh, I was like, what do you, I hate Kale, but I figured you meant Kale McCarr. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, everybody, go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. That's the place to be, dude. Um, tons of good shit going on, man. There's fucking NBA playoffs are ripping, NHL playoffs are going, USFL's firing off, big major golf tournament coming up this weekend. Uh, NASCAR has been pretty sick, too. Uh, baseball is a sport. That's the thing. If you like baseball, you can you can follow baseball. Uh, the podcast they have there is pretty cool, too. And it's just a good way to win some money, man. So go check out all that good shit. Uh, of course, Slack Group's always popping off, too, man, especially for playoffs. You know, it's pretty fucking active in there, dude, which is always good to see. So shout out to all of our friends and pals on the Slack. If you're not in the Slack, if you're not in the Slack at this point, we're almost fucking at the end of the entire season. 
I, you're just being a dick about it then. Just get in the slack, okay? It doesn't cost you anything. It's fucking free. You're probably going to win money for being in it, so you're going to be up money. Get your ass in the fucking slack group, man. Shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Sports Gambling Podcast Network slack group, especially the hockey channel. Yeah, get in the slack, say hi, throw some bets in there, troll each other. It's, it's always a good time there. And uh, make sure you subscribe to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on Apple. You can go to sg.pn slash hockey, Spotify, sg.pn pn slash hockey s and leave us a five-star rating review because this is where i would read one if we had one but we do not unfortunately and make sure you follow us on twitter as well at hockey sgpn because the intern has been uh firing off some fire tweets recently still gonna fire that fucking loser um all right everybody. my name is tal jenkins you find me at twitter at talon underscore jenkins 94 i'm ryan gilbert you can find me on twitter at rgilbertsop Control of mine. You'll probably find me in the penalty box because these fucking refs are calling everything. <laughs> Peace. Peace.